0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you are listening to the very best podcast about game development. That is Game Dev Unchained. I'm your first host, Larry Charles. I have my best friend, co-host, Brandon Pham. How are you guys doing? Oh, I messed up. I wasn't supposed to say your name. (laughs) (laughs) It's fine. Too late now. Can't take it back. This is live. This is not, you know, uh, something that's just going to exist on the internet that you can keep replaying. This is live as you're listening to it. I don't care when you hear it. This is live. Special guest this week, another friend of ours, a hard-working environment artist, did AAA, did MMO stuff, did any kind of game. Uh, I'm not going to list all his accolades, because one, there's many, and two, I forgot some of them. Our our, uh, our guest this week is Mr. Dan Bingham. Uh, <laughs> <hey>. <laughs> <laughs> let Dan talk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let me talk. <laughs> so let's try it again. Our guest this week, Dan Bingham. All right.
1: I'm Dan Bingham, and uh, I've been doing this for 11-plus uh, years, and I've had kids for nine of those, so
0: <laughs> <laughs> you a of good offered, conversation to have. You're, you're very forward with the information that you're offering. <laughs> yeah, <it's laughs> I don't care. It's nice to, nice to meet you. My name is Dan. I got uh, nine kids. <laughs> yeah, nine kids. <laughs> Before I say anything about the games I made, I just want you guys to know I have nine kids. Oh. You want, you want like all the... No, 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 no. It's okay. It it's okay. It's um, okay. So let's just let the audience know. If you haven't read the title already, this week's podcast is about working in the games industry while having, maintaining, or building a family. Uh, Brandon Fam and Dan Bingham are both parents. I'm the single one, the smart one. They're going to educate me on what it's like to be a loving father in the games industry.
2: We'll paint you a, a dim and bright future at the same time of what it's like to have a family, what it's like to work in the game industry, the ups and downs, and the roller coaster that the industry is. And so, Brett, uh,
0: Dan, <laughs> and, we, and lastly, uh, one last thing: if you do have a family already, these guys are going to give you tips and advice on how to live, survive, and maintain. You know, so not just the new guys get stuff out of this, but people who have families as well. It's going to be a great episode for everyone.
1: Yeah, so just give up
0: now and... <laughs> <Nope>. well, <laughs> no, podcast I'm over. Just, just do it. <laughs> just don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> all right, so my first question, if you don't mind me starting it off, Mr. Dan Bingham, you're a full-time father if you're a father at all, right? Correct. How do you balance having a full-time family responsibility with having a full-time job? Like, what 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 goes on in your head? Uh, that, and
2: what is the uh, paint a picture of what your typical day is? Yeah.
1: Typical day, well, uh, let's see, I get up at, uh, well, now I get to actually sleep in a little bit because my kids are getting older, but at one point I, w- I was, you know, getting up at 6 o'clock in the morning every day, Ugh. taking the kids to school, getting them ready for school, and then getting in at, say, like 8, 8 o'clock or 8.30. Then I would have to work and leave early on certain days for uh for daycare, yeah, which is a pain in the ass. <laughs> We're uh, painting well, such a
0: grim picture. So far, well, you
1: know, I'm, I'm just trying to trying to say how it is. You know, yeah, like yeah. the fact that uh, my wife my wife also works. So having two parents working and trying to balance both of your schedules with with work is is pretty tough. And uh, there's some definite downsides for that. Like, Has that always been uh, the case where both of you guys work? Uh, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, other than, like, when we relocate and she might not have a job for the first month or something. No. But uh, other than that, we've always both worked. Like, what...
2: You you said there was some... Like, now that the kids are older, they're more independent. Well, like What age group, uh, looking back, was the toughest? Like what And what was tough about it?
1: Um, well, I... I would say age group would be from... All of them. You know, yeah, no. <laughs> from like, infant to, I don't know, five, six. Five, yeah.
2: Yeah, my I son is... It. Yeah, it yeah.
1: depends yeah. on the, the kid. As, <laughs>
2: but. I mean, yeah, pretty much. My son is around five, and he's starting to be, be fending for his own and, and doing his own thing right now, so I, I agree on that, yeah. From infant to five seems to be like the toughest
0: time what specifically about that time period made it you know tougher than any other time period so why was it is it all about the independence and them being like oh you can take care of yourself or was there something specific about when they're an infant that was just a big pain in the ass as a parent and they're not going to hear this podcast for like 10 years so you can say whatever (laughs) you want
1: (laughs) no uh i mean it's I, i don't know for me it's really just the fact that yeah more independence i can they can actually do more things themselves than having, you know. I don't have to dress them now. Yeah. I don't have to hold their hand while they go to the bathroom, and you know, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. You know, and uh, it just yeah, the independence is is much higher when they hit six, gotcha. five five and a half, six. You mentioned like
2: uh, you started your career in the industry, so let's go back all the way from the beginning. Um, you you pretty much graduated and you worked in the industry. Uh, what was your first job? And uh, you spent about two years in the industry before you started family. Did you meet your wife by then or
1: after? Well, uh, my first so I, I first had an internship at at Maxis uh, EA. and oh, wow. in... well, that's a
2: big uh, that's a big first job, man.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was it was it was interesting. <laughs> I mean, it was good. Like no one so. Give us was, a dirt. They're gone now. They're so. urging a little bit. But no one, like, at school or in college or whatever, they, no one really told me, like, the hours needed to work <laughs> in mm. the game industry. Like
2: The crunching hours are crazy.
1: I just, I don't know, uh, not knowing that was a little bit of a shock when I started and them expecting me to do 10, 12-hour days, you know. So, yeah, sorry, it diverged there a little bit. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I got a internship with Maxis for in, like, 2003 for SimCity 4 yeah. Expansion Pack. Mm-hmm. And um, so I did that for three months and then went back to finish my degree at the Portland Art Institute. And then I got a job at a art outsource company here in Portland, Oregon, called Liquid Development. Oh,
0: nice. Yeah.
1: And um, then I realized how much I didn't know <laughs> graduating. Yeah. Uh, and uh, then we got married. And uh, after that, I was actually out of work for about a year. Yeah. Then I got a contract gig to go to L.A. for six months at Climax Group, which was uh, a new studio in L.A. From So Climax is like like a bigger studio in Europe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, so I was working on uh, like a PSP D S title right. called Steel Horizons. Right. It's like a were you sorry, were you dating while you were in college? No, we oh in college, yeah, we were dating. Okay. So you, know, you were We got married like the year that we graduated. <laughs> oh, so no, you no.
2: never you never started the industry as a single man then? You never no, no. tasted that life yeah, so Larry's I living like, <laughs> every day.
1: <laughs> it's
0: wonderful life.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I was pretty much in the same case. So my, my first job was over... I was interning and then uh, at a Crazy Pixel and then I was... Uh, I did uh, about four months at WayForward doing my like Cana Montana PS, which is my first official title for Hannah four months. <laughs> yeah. Got, I got canned, thankfully. <laughs> so, no one's going to ever see that. I never played with those colors ever again. But then, but then after... Uh, after I finally got my first salary job, which is in, that is when I had to move up to the Bay. So I was really orig- originally from Southern California, moved up to the Bay, and that's when I started to propose and, and everything. So I never was a single
1: guy.
0: All right. All right. So let me ask a question now. When did kids come along and ruin it for you? <laughs>
1: <laughs> you uh, well, so so with my contract job at uh, in LA at Climax Group,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, my wife is actually pregnant and she actually stayed in Portland oh, for the six months while I was down there because she had a job and I had to take it for my career, you know, to
0: start. <laughs> Can we take a moment to just shout out the strong women in our lives right now? Because yeah, that's, definitely. oh that man. But yeah, like, let's
2: uh, talk about that experience. is like, oh, oh man, it was crazy because
1: like, it's crazy, right? I left at a certain stage in the pregnancy yeah, and she came down. I think once, right. example, six months, and then traveled. Yeah, and yeah, and uh, then I came back. Uh, I think it was like right after Christmas, and uh, she <laughs> she had just you know I mean I'm not trying to put a bad spin on anything, but she had just grown so much, and I was like, holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I love my wife and she she looked beautiful and is beautiful, but I was just, it was a huge shell shock, you know. <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> and then we, she had the kid, uh, my daughter, yeah. Uh, like a, I, I was there for a week because I got a new job in for to go to Mythic in Virginia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then we had to uproot brand new baby, everything, and I was down there for a month before. She actually showed up, so we were really only saw each other for I don't know two weeks and seven months.
2: Oh my god, that's crazy, man! You start you kind of started your your career like backwards with the family at the very beginning, like yeah. the whole family. Yeah, go ahead.
1: <laughs> I just I wouldn't recommend it. Like it's it's pretty stressful. <laughs>
2: well, it's, it's great that you have had all these challenges up front. Like yeah. You know,
0: I will say this, man. I actually, I feel really bad because, you know, everyone knows the game industry is volatile, right? Like you have a job, then you don't, then you move, then you have a job, then you don't, then you move, then you have a job, then you don't, then you move. I'm only moving myself, right? Like my things, my time, my space, my schedule, my social circle. I don't have to worry about that abrupt change. But now you're talking about, you said your wife moved down with baby in stomach, had baby Oh, I have a job, so she doesn't, so she's living off of me. She's giving up her social circle to come move with you. You're introducing a child to a new environment. Oh, now you have a new job somewhere else. You move somewhere else. Now you're moving three people, you know, from location one to location two. Yeah. That's, oh my God. Uh, yeah. yeah and it's I, like completely
1: across the other side of the country. So
2: I think, yeah, every job for me, I I had to move. Like, I never really stayed within an area consecutively. That's crazy. And, like, man. Each time, my my wife would have to stay back, like for a few months before we can all move at once because I had to take the job. For sure.
1: Yeah, especially with like, I don't know. It's probably a pressure I put on myself, but whenever I get like the offer, and they're always like, "When can you start?" I'm always like, "As soon as possible."
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> all right, down. I gotta go next week. Sorry, honey. You know, you're gonna have to stay behind another month or whatever. Yeah. But, yeah, that's so common.
0: What scares me about thinking about you know bringing a family into this because I'm the one that stands family I, I keep stressing that I don't know why it doesn't feel good or anything but just for the listeners to denote you know what level of experience I'm bringing to the table which is absolutely none. <laughs> um, <laughs> what, what, what scares me is this idea of like, honey, like, do we move or do we not move? This is a great offer for my career which could potentially lead to better opportunities in the future. Or do we pass on this because it's going to be such an incredible and abrupt shock to the family that we're trying to put together? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, how do you weigh out those long-term decisions with short-term opportunity? Uh, I Well,
1: going into the, just really going into the relationship, I uh, kind of told my wife, I'm going to need three, three, around three to four years to get to a location or a, a company that it's going to feel – at least feel more stable to where we don't have to move all the time and we can kind of set roots. Or oh, that was just based off of, like, becoming senior or, be, you know, some sort of yeah. role that would, would hopefully keep me at a company longer, basically.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: Right. Sure. Uh, same question to you, though, Brandon. You know, how did you go about – weighing out those long-term decisions on short-term opportunity. I mean, a lot of these jobs, there's not a lot of
2: opportunities, right? Like, you don't have much choice. If you have Mm -hmm. something that's good, you kind of have to take it because you can't wait around and and hope for a better job that comes along because it just doesn't happen that way. It's just something falls on your lap. You just got to take it or look forward to some cold winters. I mean... (laughs) Mm -hmm. This is really no choice. I mean, there's only a handful of AAA companies, right? If you're talking about st- stability, uh, there's mobile companies that are coming up, but uh, even they are uh, still figuring things out. So, if you're a guy as family, you're limited to well, you know, do I stick around and just take on whatever? Uh, and, and just hold on or do i just jump on bigger bigger jobs so that i know i'm good for the next two three years and that's the thing it's not even long term it's like I, every job i take it's like per project i know per project i'm good for that amount and nothing more because i think everyone here even you later have been laid off oh yeah so like that's something later that we can get into but like experience that as a family man it's like a, on a whole different level it's not just you it's like three yeah, at least three.
0: That savings account burns down three times as fast. Those credit cards rack up three times as fast. Yeah, those You're exactly leeches. Right. No. <laughs> yeah, I don't envy anybody in that position, man. And if there's anyone listening right now who's going through something similar, man, please keep your head up and stay strong. Work on that portfolio as much as possible. Yeah. You know? Holy shit. I mean, we feel for you.
2: The thing that like like Dan could agree on. It's like it's so important to keep sharp and ready on your toes, not I mean, it's so easy to fall into the pattern of, like, finally, I can settle and be comfortable. But like that, I mean, everything can just turn upside down when numbers don't be, like, don't get met at the company or they just teased and just decided <laughs> you know, to lay off. Yeah. But, like, like, Dan, like, went two years at least and got married and then you had your first child and then you were moving around. How many times did you move around, uh, before having the first child, or, or during that year.
1: Uh, well, for the first first child, we really, we moved uh, twice. Really, just it was really just to Virginia and then back to California, and then we had the second kid. That, but I, I was at a company, uh, tryon, tryon, Worlds, and they make MMOs, and it's in the Bay yeah. Area. Yeah. So.
0: Shout out to all the Tryon guys. Yeah, yeah. And girls. Go Tryon. <laughs> Uh, th- th- that's actually the my first
1: layoff company as well. <laughs> yeah, nice. But but I was there for almost six years, so wow, I got pretty lucky nice. with with that.
0: So you guys talked about comfort, you know, being able to plant roots and being able to kind of relax a little bit. I would imagine if you're at an, a job for six years, you, you're not you're you're thinking you're comfortable. You're thinking like, okay, this is a great place. This is gonna take care of us. Did you ever get to a point in time where you realized, let's say before the layoff that like, there's a disturbance in the force. Maybe I should, or was the carpet just pulled from underneath your feet and you're just asked out?
1: <laughs> no, there was definitely a disturbance in the force. <laughs> um, no, there was definitely talk going around and, uh, cause there was, there was a lot of money put into this project that was supposedly not going to affect our studio, but, mm-hmm. but did. And, uh, when I got the tap on the shoulder and, and realized that there's a meeting yet not everybody's going to, I I, I figured out that that something be- also something awful was happening. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I I mean it it's just something that happens in the game industry. So and and I, it's unfortunate and I hate it. But you know we we try to prepare for it as best you can. And I got a job like two months later, so that's where I went to Sledgehammer and
0: hey, hey. yeah, that's. Throwing out those company names, you know? <laughs> Name dropping. Well, that's a good one to drop. Sledgehammer was, uh that's kind of how all three of us met, right? Yep.
2: So uh, so you, you went a really good five years before you got laid off. Yeah. Your longest company is the one that happened. Like, describe, you, you kind of had like a whiff of something was up, like, either weeks or months ahead, right, before you, it happened.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, realistically, so from even even from my first like uh salary job, I was contracted there for 6 months and they they kept on, oh, we'll hire you full-time afterwards and then we shipped our product and I was like, "So what's lined up next?" and they're like, yeah. oh, "We don't have anything."
2: Yeah.
1: That's kind of, you know, that's that's a red flag.
2: <laughs> yeah, they <streaming laughs> you. And and uh,
1: so and they still haven't offered me anything, so then I, you know, you look elsewhere and that's where I got next job at mythic and then you know and they weren't advancing in like artistic I wasn't learning anything artistically there yeah and and there was a red flags going up there and so I left there a year later and then that studio shut down and so I try on at try on, as far as like red flags it was just it was just a lot of money being thrown at a game that that we all kind of thought wasn't very good although we weren't working on it so we kind of assumed that we weren't going to be affected but there was there was some upper management that were kind of talking you know it's just through the buddy system you know mm. people talk and your friends talk and you know there was just word of if it doesn't sell you know it sounds like there could be layoffs or, or whatever so that was kind of just general
0: when you when you sensed and you started to pick up on these vibes at the studio or even get some information ahead of time what do you do, you know, to prepare yourself and your family for like a complete turnaround like this? Like, hey guys, uh, I will have no income for like maybe, you know, like for months.
1: <laughs> that's, I mean, that's kind of a tough question for me. Uh, I, I never really, I don't know, I never really prepared because I was there for five years. Yeah, see, that's yeah, okay. it seemed pretty solid. Uh, I mean, there was there was, you know, like there was just like little red flags and stuff, and I had kind of started looking at new opportunities like a week before anyways, just because I didn't want to work on the same game for another five years. Yeah. We, I mean, we were kind of already expecting some sort of change just because I was kind of currently looking. Uh, but otherwise, I mean, like, it's just it's just what you have in savings and uh, or, or severance or, or whatever gets thrown your way. And then unemployment. So, it, I mean, it freaked us out a little bit. For sure, especially since that was my first time uh, being laid off, and uh, it definitely like there was some, I, yeah. I, like I actually, I, I forgot about this. I actually uh, cashed in my four hundred one k, so I don't even have a retirement
2: <laughs> as far uh, as like. I done uh, that once too, yeah.
1: Yeah, and uh, so, but that, uh, you know, luckily I got a job within another couple months.
0: I don't even think it's fair to even say four hundred one k to people anymore, like especially when you consider some of the salary pay rates, you know, how difficult it is for people to even just make ends meet these days, like yeah. oh man, it's oh, I feel bad for some people I see in some of these situations. And myself included because I'm I'm nowhere near where I would like to be financially. Like I want to be on top of a volcano with my freaking uh, okay, I'm sorry. I'm I'm going way <laughs> left field with this. All I'm trying to say is I want to be somewhere exotic, <laughs> right? But, yeah. And I'm not there yet.
2: <laughs> yeah, Volcano's not a sweet spot. Yeah, no,
0: no, not at all. I, I was trying to say like a uh, uh, tropical Yeah, uh, it's a Tropical Island, yeah. But it's There's pretty a much a like delayed
2: paycheck in an emergency box that you eventually yeah. you're going to use it.
0: Yeah, like I, I can't even see someone saying, this is my 401k plan and I'm putting in this much every month for this time when I'm 70 that I'm going to need this. Like, no, bitch, you're going to need that in like two years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and I they're mean, gonna honestly, tax you when you take it out. I
1: don't even use I don't even use them now. Like I'll put them in, and I just basically use them as like kind of a separate savings account. Yeah, and then because because I know, yeah, like I, like you said, I, I know that either a layoff is gonna gonna happen eventually. You know, and I, I don't know that I'll be a part of it, but you know, just in case, I have this kind of savings account that I'm not supposed to use for yeah. that purpose, but I do.
2: Yeah,
1: and uh, because because. Oh, and also, the fact with that is, my wife has a 401k, and we, that's what we're kind of using as the real deal. You know, I, I don't know. It, it seems like nowadays you really have to prepare for the, the layoff. All game companies are, will have it, it just doesn't matter to win.
0: You know? Can I ask a personal question, Dan? For the sake of the listeners and people who are tuning into the podcast, has there ever been a time in the game industry where you really had to make a critical decision where either the game company was going to win or the family was going to win? where there was like such a conflict between you know like hey Dan we need you to work 16 hours for the next 2 months and your wife's like but Dan you know I'm at month 8 of the pregnancy I mean
1: yes and no I have you know I've definitely done the crunch and gotten the feedback from the wife <laughs> saying you're working too much <laughs> I you know yeah, you
0: know we in like a very polite way <laughs> <laughs>
2: Quotation marks when it
0: is, yeah <laughs> she must be in, she must be nearby <laughs> uh, no and uh, the thing is
1: like I have always I, I really enjoy my kids and my, my family life and so I, I really I really don't crunch as much as single guy you know I, I without the family and, and it's just because I tell myself you know I'm not gonna do it and and yeah. honestly that that <laughs> I really? I really think that that has held me back uh, as far as like promotion wise. Mm. Yeah, uh, it took me a really long time to get senior, uh, and I think that really had to do with uh, upper management seeing that I would have to leave certain days to pick up my kids yeah. at, at four o'clock or whatever time you know the daycare would be out at five, so I have to leave at four to get you know to commute an hour away to you know.
0: Dude, listen to what you just said. The fact that I had family responsibilities has held me back. I believe from promotional and career advancement opportunities. Oh, oh yeah, yeah,
1: so, totally. I, I totally think that that has a big it's, big play in it.
0: All right, so yeah. I'm going to throw that at Brandon. Brandon, do you have any cosign? Or do you have any? Anything no, there? I
2: definitely, I definitely agree. Like, I completely stopped crunching. I made it a rule. Like, I'm not. Yeah. Like, I, there's two ways that I look at it. Right, like most companies want you to crunch. Because they feel like it's it the more time you spend, the more productive you are. Which is all as we all know is completely untrue, right? I look at a guy, well let's say this, a producer looks at a guy who spends like eighteen hours or whatever in his office and he thinks, Oh man, this guy is very dedicated, he's really doing work. He must be kicking ass. So I look at the same guy, and I'm like, what the fuck is he doing with his eight hours where he's not spending it productively? Like, why can't he finish his job? In those eight hours acquired, and I completely agree with Dan. Like, it's kind of like what women are going through when they get pregnant and have to leave, and I feel like they get held back the same way a family guy would get held back. Because what is the top candidate for, for a game job? Uh, you, someone that's cheap, that does a lot of over uh, clocking, uh, over timing, and uh, who doesn't complain? about the bullshit, right? And that's the ideal candidate. And you think about a family guy who has job responsibilities outside of the workplace where he can't spend that much more time. Otherwise, he's just pretty much not spending time with his kids or raising kids. Like, he's going to be a bad father or a bad husband. I mean, those are the two choices. Be an awesome candidate, uh, in quotation marks, or be a bad family man. So if you look at how those guys tally the points, you're always going to lose with that mathematical equation. So I completely sign off. That's why I always, always, ever since I've had my kid, ever since I've got more and more married every year, (laughs) I (laughs) swore off crunching. I stopped crunching because I feel like I get my job done. Yeah. Because I'm more efficient, if anything, now than ever. Because... uh you know, there were times before as a bachelor or at least still early without the kid. Like I would spend extra time at the office to prove myself. But this is the crazy part with Dan is like, he kind of started his career, uh, married and having kids and going through all that. So at least I had some kind of ramp up. So I felt like I was a little uh, different and had a less harsher time, Mm -hmm. but, uh, it was definitely difficult because, uh, they're always looking to bitch about how you're not around. And it's, yeah, it's, it's a tough thing as a family guy. I mean, It's hard. Everyone's going to go through it, like either early in life or in your late 20s, usually late 20s. So where you're getting to that point where they're going to start 20s. telling you the, <laughs> well, early 30s, late 20s, they're going to tell you to choose. And there will be that moment where you will have to choose. I mean, well, a lot of AAA guys are backing off. They say, oh, it's whatever time you want. But they do guilt trips. They do it in in indirect ways. Let's clear this up. No one really asks you to crunch. But they always like, well, Larry over here is going to stay late. I'm just saying. (laughs) What are you doing?
1: Here are
0: a list of the people who are working (laughs) really hard at this studio. They'll
1: send the email out saying, who's going to come in and have lunch on the weekend? Yeah. Yeah. We're providing it for you. We need to know who's coming in so that way we
0: order enough food. Reply
1: all so everyone
0: <laughs> can see it and feel guilty.
2: <laughs> reply. My wife made kick-ass lunches on Saturday, so I'll stay home. No, you. no.
0: You know I'll say this. No one has ever gone as far as, like, openly said, reply all. Like, that yeah. was just a joke. That was just...
2: A joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. But, like, I don't know. Uh, how do you feel, Larry? Like, from an outside perspective, you're looking at all these guys. And our industry is... You're, you're pretty much the minority as far as, like, a single guy. There's more guys dating and married and all that stuff. Most married guys that works in the game industry. Well,
0: like, if you look at the threshold of uh, years spent, right? Like, under five years, it's anyone's game. Over five years is, like, maybe 50-50. Around that 10-year mark, being, like, single in the game industry, you know, you're, like, one out of seven, kind of, it feels like. I, I don't know. My math could be completely off. I'm pulling no. these ratios out of my bum. I'm just saying, when I look around the room, I see married, married, engaged, kids, really yeah. married, married, divorced, married again. <laughs> like, yeah. The the upper echelon developers are all well along their way of, you know, family and fatherhood and or motherhood and right. all of that. So, yes, yeah. as of right now, I do feel like I'm in the minority.
2: Yeah. And I feel like if you, you put that against, like, the average American, like we're kind of younger as far as getting married uh, early in life. Like I would say, Americans would get married later in the thirties or something, but we're doing like twenty-five
0: to thirty. It's gotten a lot worse. I can I can say I think the average age of marriage is probably going up, maybe by two years every five years for us. Something yeah, like that it feels like.
2: Yeah. Well, that's that's the thing for the ladies out there. You want a loyal. Nerdy, husband <laughs> <I was gonna laughs> keep looking. I mean, go to those GDCs, man.
0: <laughs> oh my God! There's a girl. <laughs> I'm talking about real loyalty, though. Like, I'm not gonna do yeah, crazy. I mean, if you've never had a girl in your life and then she shows up, her- no, I'm, I'm kidding. Damn, I'm kidding. Okay, I'm, kidding. I'm, kidding. I'm just being stereotypical. You're describing both of us at the same time. <laughs> I can do that. Be- I can make fun of game developers because I am a game developer, right? Like, isn't that how it goes? I can make fun of myself for being myself. So, I'm in the game Yeah, industry.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, at, for looking for outside, are, like, how are you... You know, you, you have the advantage of actually deciding things. Mm-hmm. Not, like, not saying that Dan and I didn't have decisions to make. But <laughs> I'm just saying you're... You, it you're, was forced
1: yeah. upon me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: It was
2: like looking... And hearing all this and witnessing it, like, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts? Like, preparing I, for yourself for this type of thing.
0: I can say this. I can definitely tell that I'm at that age group. And I don't feel like it's a biological clock. But I actually just I just see myself interested in reproduction. Like yeah. the full process. Not up to 90%. <laughs> <laughs> if you get what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm definitely looking forward to that segment in life. And there are hard decisions that I'm faced with it's like look Larry you're in an industry where you're moving around every couple years like every job that I've had in the game industry has required me to pack up move unpack not knowing that that would be the last time or not right having no idea yeah. to then think about subjecting a a lover right like hey I love you I want to be with you forever by the way, I'm gonna need you to completely pack up your life, sure. move with me, and unpack every so often. Yeah. By the yeah. way, if we have a kid, I'm gonna need the kid to do the same thing. Yep. This is you're in a funny like
2: uh, reverse problem where like you're you're at a stage where your 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 partner will be at a later stage in life where they're unwilling to do those kind of sacrifices. They're set up in whatever life they have. That's true. So it's going to be crazier for you to ask them to move around with you. Hence
0: why every two weeks, either she or I is traveling by a (laughs) plane or a long drive. Oh, man. That's going to be a conversation for me, boy. But that's just weird. Like, there's really
2: no room for a game developer to really settle. Like, we're looking at, like, once end of the spectrum where Dan was. He started a family relatively young. And I started around that time. And you're looking at you or you're starting to think about having a family at what would be like the average American uh, timeline. Mm-hmm. And you're facing an opposite problem where like, you almost don't want really don't have that freedom. Yeah, you really can't until I mean, looking at it, it's like you really got to think about an exit because that's what happens. Right. Most developers kind of make an exit and switch jobs yeah. at around the seven to ten year mark. They're looking at it, and it's like there's no way. My 401k
1: is
0: going to last till (laughs) I'm 65. You bring up a really good point. Like a lot of times before I came into the industry, and I'm sure you guys would agree, but I'm going to let you speak for yourselves. You would often hear like, oh yeah, you know, people burn out of the game industry after like five years. People just, they just can't handle it. I'm starting to realize it's not so much can't handle it. It's like this shit isn't meant for a life that is progressing. Yeah. 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 It's just not. It it doesn't feel, there's no, not at all. Like a sane person would see themselves going off the deep end and be like, no, I need to stop this. (laughs) This isn't going to work. Yeah, they want you to
2: stay that hungry 45K a year, overtime for free, (laughs) all the time at the studio type of personality. It's just unrealistic, man. Who's going to stay like that?
0: I just don't see it. But I will say this. And let's let's be completely open to this idea that some studios are better than others, Yeah, right? definitely. Like, I, I'm currently at a studio right now where I see a lot of people who have families and kids and responsibilities, and as long as they get their work done, nobody's beating down their door talking about how come you weren't here at 5.30? Yeah. <laughs> how come you weren't here at 4 o'clock? You yeah. know? So I'm not going to lie. Some studios are better than others, and I'm not pointing names or saying anything, but I do want to shine some light on some places do get it, yeah, it's and if you're working for a place like that, take advantage, love it, work your ass off, show them that you appreciate them appreciating you.:, yeah. definitely,
1: definitely. I totally agree with that. like there are definitely companies out there that don't guilt trip you for for having a family <laughs> and uh, if you catch that before you know you take it for granted, definitely <laughs> enjoy it. <laughs>
0: We need yeah. to do some research, but there's got to be, like, a law or, or something where, you know, like, having a family should be one of those protective classes. Like, hey, yeah. I'm a parent. You can't discriminate. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, there's
2: definitely some some hidden discrimination going
0: on. It really sucks, man, but I feel like I'm going to go on a soapbox for a moment. Right. I feel like the game industry was so much better when gamers ran the game industry. Yeah, I when agree. Passion, love and fun fueled everything. I feel like if we get to a point where it's so profitable that corporation is like, "Wow, big business is like, wow, look at all this opportunity. Let's go in there and big business the shit out of the game industry." And it, it man, it like, oh, it hurts, you know? It like just seeing something that you love that you've cared about since you were 6 years old, you know, become a factory like a just a meat grinder. Um, it really
2: it really is like being taken over by businessmen and not developers. Mm -hmm. Because the developer understands that you can get your job done and have a family Mm -hmm. and have all that and be fine, be profitable, be good at your job, be able to be dependable by your colleagues. You know, if you're sitting around just tallying up schedules, I'm not gonna point at
0: certain we have to be very careful how we communicate on this podcast, though, because I'm sure there's a lot of producers who are like, "Yeah, these guys are speaking the truth," and then they hear us say shit like that. Well, I mean, like,
2: <laughs> like any job, right? Sure like, these guys. like, like Dan and I, right? There, there are good environment artists, and there are bad environment artists, and there are bad producers, <laughs> better good producers. <laughs> <laughs> but we know who the good ones are. The good ones are, I've had good producers, right? Okay, that, okay. that allow you to understand, right? Mm-hmm. That as long as you're here for the meeting, you're good. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what you do. They understand, they get it, they have families of their own. They're not going to be breathing down your neck and, and all that. right? But, uh, I mean, there certainly are bad ones that are kind of doing the terrible things that doesn't help a developer progress in his own personal life. Yeah. Like, Progressing in his own personal life means to them, like, you're doing a bad job at work because you're not giving 100% of your time. Yeah. So, I mean, like, Dan, like, how many times in your, like, 10 years in the industry have you moved around? And how far have you moved?
1: Uh, farthest would be to Virginia. Um, but I've moved, let's see, one, I don't know, probably 10 times. But 10 times? At least. Um, how many jobs have you had yeah no that's the thing so I've only had four yeah four four of jobs really i mean i don't i don't I don't count like liquid development or or the uh internship just because I wasn't really well the liquid development i I lived in the same city so right. but but uh, so once I got my family like we'd move we'd move uh we moved cross country then back again and then while we were in California, we had to keep moving just because of prices. Yeah. So and we moved at least 10 times, like with a total just yeah. to keep costs down and, you know, make, make it possible to live with a family and in the game industry with them not paying what, we should probably deserve because yeah. I have a family and I'm not senior Yeah. At, or, or whatever, you know,
2: but I'm not bitter. But let's be clear. like you were, You're were, you talking about the Bay Area, and everyone knows. Yeah. If you haven't been living under a rock, but the Bay Area is like the most expensive place. <laughs> and uh, the salary in the game industry does not fluctuate the same way. It's exactly the same as if you were working down in anywhere else in Wyoming. It would be the same salary. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, you know, some people actually weren't complaining at all about how expensive it was. But then there was a lot of people that were. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yes. Exactly. So we know who's
0: the ones that are struggling. So Yeah, I spent my whole time there trying to figure out how to get to the other side of that fence. And (laughs) I realized that it just wasn't going to happen. Yeah. The answer was, Larry, it's not a fence. It's a wall that is painted like a fence at the bottom. (laughs) Oh, that's so sad and depressing. (laughs)
2: So, I've I lived in the Bay Area twice for two different jobs. I moved up to Marin, which was in Marin County, reasonably priced. So, I, I felt like it was pretty good for my first job. But then, when I came back up for like uh, working in Sled Channel, like I was expecting the same thing. I had no idea that the peninsula is completely a whole different world. Like, pretty much, the closer you get to Google, the more expensive things get. So... I was really unprepared for that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I slowly, like, moved in the peninsula farther and farther and farther away from work. Yeah. My commute would, end up, you know, end up getting to be an hour, you know, hour and a half, and, and that's every day. And then that's how, you know, that's three hours that I'm not home and I'm not at work, and it's just like useless time
0: man and you yeah. almost you almost have to add that time to your work day right like when it's definitely you're, part yeah, of work when you' when you're working a 10-hour day and they're like oh we need people to crunch you still have that commute time yes, at the yes. front and at the end of it like oh my god yeah, yeah. Let's, t- and- let's touch upon that like you know we're,
2: we've talked about moving around all the time moving relocating your family and then finally going to that new job you're facing a new problem where the place Near the job is too expensive, and now your commuting time. So you're taking away more time away from your family. How was how that like? like? I'm sure there was some kind of struggle
1: going on between daddy time and husband time. Yeah. No, I mean, it definitely got difficult. Like, I mean, when I first moved to the Bay Area, I, I literally lived, I don't know, three to five blocks away from work. And every time I moved... It's literally like a city a city away like you know it would affect her commute and then we're you know we're just away from family life x time and it just it takes a toll and uh you know and anybody who says that it doesn't i don't (laughs) they have a special secret or or something i i don't know like everybody i know who's like been married not necessarily even has a family but is just married to the person they love and you know, and there's a, a drift that happens when you're working these crazy hours and, you know, and adding commute or, or whatever. I don't know. It, it seems to affect all relationships, to, in, in my opinion.
2: Uh, oh, no. I mean, the more time you spend away from your loved ones, of course, there's going to be some friction. Yeah. You're, you're asking a demanding job already, and then on top of that, you're not there. <laughs> on yeah, exactly. your
1: time. I, I don't know. And so, you know, at, at some point, I just... Kind of was like I'm not, I'm not going to crunch anymore. <laughs> right. I will not crunch anymore. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. I think I hit that point too. There was like an and, exact moment. You know, where I was and you like, have
1: to be willing to be like, if that's going to affect negatively on the future of my career, then that's you know, and that's what's going to happen.
2: Yeah, I and mean, then uh, my back is already turned. I'm already outside the door. So. Exactly. <laughs>
0: Well, you know what? It doesn't reflect negatively on the future of your relationship with your offspring. That's that's the real CEO right there, right? Like your yeah. child, your children. That's who you really work for. Yeah. Well, uh, I need to go wipe the tears out of my eyes. And uh, <laughs> I think now would be a great time to take a commercial break so we can all get pretty again and sit back down and film the rest of this podcast. <laughs> all right, we'll be right back. This is the Game Dev Unchained podcast featuring Dan Bingham this week. I'm your host, Larry Charles. We got Brandon Fan with us as well. How are you doing? I'll see you guys later. (laughs) We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Hey there, would you like to learn about making video games? Then you definitely need to check out gameschoolonline.com. It's the number one place to learn about video game development. We've got talented instructors who are currently industry professionals who are teaching classes and making tutorials to help you become a video game developer today. And we're back. Larry Charles here, Brandon Fam, and Dan Bingham. We are going to bring you back. We're going to uplift the spirits. We've got some great advice, some positivity. We're going to wrap things up with a great segment. Mr. Brandon Fam, I want to let you take it away.
2: So, Dan, so everyone single or married, but since this is the married podcast episode, kind of want to talk through uh, your, your, your layoffs with right? So, the first time that happened, your very first time. So, uh, what types of lessons? Uh, you learned from that. What type of things that you are more prepared about? Like you were you're recognizing signs. Like how how are you treating those differently at every company you go to now?
1: Sure. Um, well, I don't know, I'm only luckily I've really only been in the one layout, so I don't have much of a plan. But uh, you know, I don't know. If preparation is always key, I think you know, know that it's, it's a possibility. You know, so. Just, just have some little bit of savings as much as you can do I, I would I would suggest I don't know. and but, having um, your portfolio up kind of stuff yeah yeah like definitely that. definitely always keeping up with latest trends and with your portfolio and and just keeping it up to date so that way you're not like if if the layoff happens you don't have to like all of a sudden rush out the portfolio and instead of it's already being ready and ready to go but yeah, and 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 also i don't know my my outlook is like get to a place where you want to be like either working and with your family or you know or with your family like so i moved from uh bay area to portland area your hometown and, and closer to my family like my parents and my wife's parents and but we're far enough that we're like you know they can't visit every day so that's- <laughs> no um i love you know i love all of them yeah. but uh you know so i'm i'm actually freelancing now and i get to see my kids every day i pick them up and i drop them off to school every day uh we we have a dog we have a house you know and uh what is
0: that <laughs> i know
1: right in the mean, area that's unheard of it's not a box
0: what i don't understand
1: <laughs> no and and you know it's i don't know it's just quality of life like Find what works for you, like quality of life. Like I can't stress it enough. It's like what you need to know what makes you happy and and you and your family happy and and try to achieve those things. So yeah. you know we moved closer to family and now I work from home and everything is, is so much better. <laughs> and, and you know that might not be for everybody, but that's what's you know working for me.
2: Yeah, I uh, think there's always been some false pretense is going in the industry that job me you know job first and then a happiness follows kind of mentality and i feel like that's a big trap especially within this industry that people fall into Yeah. yeah
0: all right i i got an outsider looking in question for you guys whenever i'm on the email and i see like oh Son is having his first karate tournament uh, at 5 o'clock. I need to leave at 4 to go, such and such. Are you guys always telling the truth? Do you ever use your kids just as an excuse (laughs) to get out of work just because you feel like getting out of work and you know that people are going to be like, oh, yeah, kids, yeah, of course. Be real, be real.
2: (laughs) I'm saying, I'll let Dan ask, answer it i'm That's just an gonna an say
0: it's, it's only me That's talking here question. it's only me talking here
2: all i'm saying is it's an extra weapon on your utility belt <laughs> exactly
0: exactly
2: it's ammunition yes god damn it
1: i've definitely done
2: it <laughs> i deserve this <laughs> exactly i deserve i knew it yeah i knew it at 5 30 <laughs> god damn it you don't know what it's like having kids so you can't question me you can't
1: question <laughs> me, sir, Mister Producer. Exactly. That I can make up, last... make up different yeah, stories. Yeah, you know, they're having a, a second birthday this week. What do you want? My kid's got to do
2: <laughs> alphabets backwards this day. I don't know. It's some new <laughs> thing they're doing. Like, I got to get going.
0: Oh, it's the day that they need the parents to assist at the preschool or whatever. Like. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: It's oh, a convenient man. thing. Most of the time, yeah, there are some crazy stuff that happens, but some of the time, you know, you just gotta leave early.
0: Okay. Second question then along those same lines. Is there an age where you feel like that excuse kinda isn't an excuse anymore? Like is there like a, a window of opportunity for the automatic get out of jail free card because I have children? Mm. Maybe high school. <laughs>
1: I think you can still pull it off in junior
0: high. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. I feel it's, know, like... it's my son's first detention. I need to go and <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
1: I, I don't that. know. Even high school, he could be like, you know, it's my he son. I don't know.
0: He's he's getting honored
1: for his football. I don't. I don't even know. But he has some
2: emotional things he's going. I don't understand him. Dude, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have to take him to the therapy. It's
0: such <laughs> a brilliant move because, like, if they call you, what? What? You don't want me to be a good parent? Is that? Yeah.
2: Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> he's just, like crack the door open. he's like, is that what you want me to tell everyone?
1: <laughs> the best is don't appreciate family. Also, the best is like when you right when you step into the door to get to work, and then you get the phone call from your daycare or, or your or your kids' school, and they're like, "Yeah, uh, Corbin's in the uh, office and he's throwing up, oh, and we're gonna yeah. need you to come pick him up." Oh. And I'm like, "Oh man, I just drove an hour and a half." Yeah, I gotta do it again. And the other Corbin, take one for the team, buddy. And now I have to tell my boss who already thinks I'm an idiot
0: because yeah. I have
1: to leave. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I look forward to let's see all those good excuses that I can use. <laughs> I mean, that, I mean, there's many perks out of that, found, right? <laughs> Just living
2: life. I mean, a lot of I know, like it's it sounds like we're painting a really dim future. <laughs> But in reality, we want to have those things. And it's mm-hmm. just that the industry is not prepped for it. Like, at least some companies treat it better than others. But most companies that I've worked at have always taken issue with that. Um, it's just unrealistic to the type of timeline. Like, I, I remember, like, my first, uh, I, I worked at uh, Marin. I was in the industry at least four years before I had my first layout. And that was when uh, I worked at Spark with later. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember the day it happened, too. It was like, I'd never been laid off before, and then at this point in the career, like, the guys that I've been graduating with have had been laid off. Like, I thought it was invincible anyway. I was like, holy crap, like, most of my friends have been laid off, but I haven't. And that's mostly because I was a, a pretty good company. I left on my own, uh, and, uh, and never had really any problems. But as soon as I went to, uh, Spark or, you know, a slightly smaller studio and everything, still doing AAA, and, uh and I moved back to LA, which is my hometown, I was pretty, I was getting comfortable. And that—that that is the one thing I would say to people to never get too comfortable, and, and especially like this roller coaster of the industry, you should never really be yeah. too comfortable. Like having your, your portfolio uh, up to date, preps, things like that is always helpful because all that time that you will be spending while you're being laid off with no job to do your portfolio is taking time away from actually applying to jobs. And getting back on feet so why mm. was it yeah so it took him and i was pretty comfortable like i didn't really update my like all the stuff all the games that i had i didn't really update i had it but i didn't really put the time to 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 make sure everything was cool and at spark you know i was happy i was back in l.a i spent all those years in the bay and i'm finally back home with family and everything I was like, all right this is cool i, get, I can finally relax so, you know, all those years like even if, when I was enjoying the debate I, I was kind of missing that. And so when I was finally back, I kind of took off, time off. Like I spent all my time outside of work you know, with family, enjoying life, hanging with friends. And so I kind of lose sight of things. Um, as far as like always listening in. The best way to measure, and Dan, I don't know if you can sign off. I'm not sure Larry too. Like, and the best way to measure how well a student is doing is look at the top guy. Most likely, executive producer, and see how he looks. Like if he's smiling, if he <laughs> if he has a stressful, like fuck, we're gonna die <laughs> in about eight hours. Like around milestone time, right? Start paying attention when there's <laughs> when it's around a milestone. <laughs> starting, like look how bad he looks. If he looks worse and worse from milestone to milestone, <laughs> I mean, those are the type of things. I'm kidding, but half the time, I, I'm I'm speaking the truth. It's like if you can really measure. And start sensing things and keeping aware of things, you'd be ahead of the game. Like even though, you know, Spark, I was caught with my pants down as far as like I didn't think I would be laid off so early before the project shipped. But I knew some stuff was going on. Like I knew there was some murmurs and there was some. There's too many meetings. There was too many meetings in those rooms <laughs> where I felt like, all oh, right, things are about to uh, get shook enough. But again, I had that relaxed attitude and that was my mistake, but um, it was the first time where I realized like having a single income was a problem, like that was a huge problem. Because as soon as I got laid off, luckily I, I found, I started work like the weekend after but for a contract job, which is a lot different uh, than full time obviously. But the contract job was like in the in the film business, and you know they working like crazy. But then, uh, and with good money, with all, they pay you overtime and everything uh, at Digital domain, But uh, there would be like a couple months in between where they don't have a project up or something, and so it was it was tough. It was tough trying to you know do all that time at at your new job at the same time looking for a full time job because of benefit reasons. As a family man, that's important to us. (laughs) we got to make sure everything's cool. But uh, I would say that that changed me in a way where, like, well, what am I doing? Like, why am I at a job that is known to lay off people a lot in the industry, that studios close down, and why am I relying so much on this one job? And so after that, I I decided like I'm always going to have two incomes. Here. You know, teaching helped a lot actually. Teaching was really accommodating with that because I was able to do it after work or in the weekends. So, as a family man, I, I really, really encourage to start thinking that route. Like, start educating, start giving back. And, you know, honestly, it's a great way to to keep up with stuff too. Like, Danny probably can agree, like, you have really little time to, uh, catch up to the latest trends and yeah. things like that. And so teaching, if anything, have, have, like, kept me up to trend because I got I got more kids to teach after raising my kids. Like, I got to make sure I'm up to snuff. I can't be embarrassing myself. <laughs> so, you know, I'm always, like, uh, having some type of secondary income. And like right now, like, currently, I have three types of incomes. Just multiple teaching jobs and my main job just to keep things going. And the great thing about that is like, I'm always, I don't care if something happens, I'll be fine. Like that's one of the things, like I'm so happy that Dan is back at Portland. I mean, I feel like that's step number one. If anything, if you're looking for stability and happiness back in your life as a family man, you should live where you want to live. Like you should find a way to get there and do that because then you can start being inspired to do,
1: yeah.
2: you know, look for that second income. Like, Dan is kicking ass right now. He's over at, uh, doing contract work over at Lowe's, uh, and he's working from home, which yeah. is like the dream come true for any developer to completely call your own hours. And I think that's like the first step to, to really, not exit the industry, but be in control of the industry.
1: Yeah, I agree. And it's like, I'm, I'm not going to spend too much more time on this, but, like, uh, I, I think,
0: uh, I lost my train of thought. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were getting emotional. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, yeah.
1: No, uh, I, I think, like, you know, just, um, oh, I'm sorry. Now I remember what I was going to say. <laughs> I just ruined this whole thing. Having that opportunity to work from home now and, like, this freedom yeah. uh, of, life and, and everything I'm actually doing more yeah more, like work pr- uh, personal work and like more fun things than I've done in in the past I don't know, seven years <laughs> wow. you that's the thing like you you're touching on a very
2: very interesting point that I've discovered too it's like as a family guy like on looking is to get my time back yeah. from, and some people look at that as like oh are you spending time away no i'm actually being very smart about the time spent now if anything because i have so little of it being pulled in different directions mm-hmm. and yeah, because yeah. now you can start thinking about the time spent and then really building something for yourself where you're building stability outside of your primary income and once you start thinking like that you're eventually going to get to a point where you're going to be more comfortable about the possibility of being laid off because it doesn't affect you in that way like others would you'd be just that guy shaking his head it's like <laughs> you should have seen that coming
0: <laughs> well uh, Mr. Dan Bingham if any of you guys look at the clock we've been at this for one hour and usually at this time in the podcast, because you've been so gracious to provide us with entertainment and insight, uh, we, we turn the microphone over to you to just broadcast whatever you want to talk about, whatever you're working on, whatever you want to promote, if you have a book, if you got a beard trimming line, uh-huh. if you have a hot sauce coming out, whatever project you may be working on with Lowe's, the floor is yours to just tell the audience something cool about something that you're doing, advertise whatever it is that you want.
1: Oh boy! Well, uh, you know, uh, Lowe's is the future of home improvement.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, I. You know, I, I don't think I can. I'm not supposed to talk much about it, but yeah. it, uh, it's it's. I think it's going to be pretty cool when it happens, or you know, assuming yeah. it happens, but it's all experimental right now. But okay.
0: Well. How about we save this, uh, this this three minutes for you, and we give it to you again on a future episode when you can talk about it. There you go. That sounds good. All right. Well, in that case, uh, everyone, thank you so much for being a part of this podcast. We wouldn't do it if it wasn't for the subscribers. We want to help you guys. We want to share this information, and we're going to keep bringing you the greatest stories from game development yes I said the greatest <laughs> uh, I'm Larry Charles I'm going to say goodnight and turn it all over to Brandon
2: yeah guys thank you for joining us uh, again this is just a way to help prepare you for future of game development so thank you uh, for everything Dan to uh, share your, your story talk about your wisdom and uh, good luck everybody
0: yeah, thanks for having me guys uh, thank you for coming guys And thank your wife for letting us have an hour of your evening (laughs) time. I will. All right. See you guys.